Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. If you read in our scriptures, you can go ahead and stay standing. Jesus was asked between two brothers to dispute. They had a dispute over their father's inheritance. They said, Jesus, help us figure out this dispute and Jesus ends up telling them a story. It says in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, Jesus said, Beware. Guard against every kind of greed. Life, life is not measured by how much you own. And he told them this story. He said, A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. A nice farmer, we'll call him Billy Bob. Billy Bob said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. He's a good farmer. And then Billy Bob said, I know. I'll tear down my barns. I'll build bigger ones. Bigger barn, Billy Bob. And so then I'll have enough room to store all my wheat and other goods. I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink and be merry. Most of us, if we had met Bigger Barn Billy Bob, we would have envied Bigger Barn Billy Bob. Billy, B- Bigger Barn Billy Bob had planned for the future, but Jesus lets us know, not far enough, not far enough. And the story doesn't end there. But God said to Bill- Bigger Barn Billy Bob, you fool, you'll die tonight. Then who will get everything you worked for? Answer, somebody else. Yes, a person is a fool, to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. Ouch, Jesus. Ouch. These are tough words. Hey, go ahead. Have a seat. As you do, look at your neighbor and say, ouch, Jesus. Look at your second choice. Look at your second choice. Turn to them and ask them how big their 401k is. No, don't, <laughs> don't do that. It's, money's personal. Money is the personal part. But Jesus, um, he doesn't seem to care. He'll, he'll tell you the tough stuff that maybe you don't want to hear, but almost is the necessary thing uh, to talk about. Jesus was not afraid to talk about finances and how it deals with our heart. If you're just joining us, we are in the middle of a series called After God's Own Heart. And this has been a very practical series, but a very challenging series if you've journeyed with us. These have been very uncomfortable messages. Why? Because we're dealing with not surface level stuff, but things that are deep within us, that jack with our relationships, that mess with our identity. And these are very, well, they're uncomfortable because they're clear. Like, this is one of those pieces of scripture that I'm kind of like, I wish this wasn't in the Bible, but yet there it is. And it's almost painfully clear what Jesus is getting after. And those are some of the, t- the ones that I struggle with the most when it comes to scripture. And so Jesus had told Bigger Barn Billy Bob that maybe he wasn't as smart as what he thought he was. And as we've been going through this series, uh, kind of our theme verse was in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, where Solomon said, guard your heart above all else. I mean, top priority. You heard the, you've heard pastors say, if you don't hear anything else in the message, get this. 
Um, that's, that's, kind of, you know, that's a pretty bold statement for him to make in this. He says, above all else, guard your heart. Why? Why, Solomon? Because it determines the course of your life. At Freedom Church, we're all about helping people take their next step in their relationship with Jesus together. And he says, what's going on in your heart is important because it helps determine some of your next steps. So when we looked at guilt in the first week, some of us, we have guilt that has grown a root in our heart. And we said the, the exercise, the practice that you need to put into your life to get rid of guilt is, is confession, to get it out in the open, to speak about it. So guilt doesn't take power over you anymore. We talked about in week two, anger can take root in our heart. And we said the exercise, not just a one-time practice, but something you need a habit over and over and over is to practice forgiveness to get out that root of anger. And last week, Ryan from Young Life came. He did an excellent job of just talking about God's heart for people, for the lost, how we are supposed to go and love on Los Alamos and love on the people around. Today, I want to talk about greed Greed. Ugh. Now, none of us would admit, hey, I'm a greedy person. And this is one of the things that makes greed just a little bit different from the others, a little bit harder, because greed likes to hide. Greed is almost like this invisible enemy that's easy to see in other people, but not always the easiest thing to see in ourselves, because I wouldn't go up to you and say, oh, I'm, a, I'm a greedy person. No, I would, I would term it better and couch it better, almost unnoticeable, say, I'm careful with my money. Who, who's, my, who's my planners? Anyone in here a planner? Yeah, I, I, I plan. I'm, I'm a saver. Where's, where's my savers in the room when it comes to money? Spenders, where are you spenders? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're usually married to one another, and that's what causes a, a big part of our, our fights in, in marriage and in relationships. But I would, I, would, I would say things that, like, I'm a saver, or, you know, I want to take care of my kids when I grow up. Or if, you, if you've been in church world, I don't even know what this term means, but we say this a lot in church world. I'm a good steward. I'm like, what's a steward? Like, it, it's a manager, but at the same time, it's like, we don't even use that word in real life. But in church world, we'll say that. None of those things are bad. Okay, let me, there's plenty of scriptures in, in Proverbs where it's good to plan and save and look ahead, but guard your heart against all types of greed. Greed likes to hide almost like it's a virtue. And we will use terms like that to, to camouflage, to mask some of the greed that's going on underneath. You have to be a little bit careful with greed because it likes to hide and it can be invisible in our lives. Like I said, bigger barn Billy Bob, most of us, he's a model for how to live this life. We're like, hey, way to go, man. You did, way to go. I would love to be in that position. He had planned ahead for his future, but Bigger Barn Billy Bob had not planned far enough ahead. And that's where Bigger Barn Billy Bob was a fool in God's eyes. He had only planned for this lifetime, and there was nothing, no results to show for him after that night. And that's why Jesus says this is important. This is a, a, a chief concern to guard your heart against all kinds of greed. Now, greed doesn't just hide. It also tells a story. Like the other uh, guilt said, I owe you. I hurt you. I did something. I took something from you. So guilt said, I owe you. And I'm spending my time trying to owe you something. Uh, anger said, you owe me. You hurt me. You took something from me. And so it creates this debt-to-debtor relationship. Greed 
tells the story, I owe me. I owe me. And this story is fueled by fear of the what if. And and there's unlimited amounts of what ifs that can come our way. What if the economy collapses? What if if the lab shuts down? What if... um, President Trump gets reelected. What if Bernie gets, you know, what if we can just snowball into unlimited what ifs in our, our minds? Greed is fueled by fear. And it can be even the simplest of things because greed isn't just for rich people. There are greedy people that do not have money. There's greedy middle class. It's everybody has this natural bent towards I owe me. I remember one time we got a membership at the pool at Barranca Mesa Pool, and um, in order to get our kids out of the pool and on our way home, we usually have to bribe them with something. But when we were first kind of setting up this bribery tactic to say, hey, it's time to get out of the pool, and now we're going to go home. Of course, they don't want to go. They said, well, we can't. Can we have some popsicles? And popsicles are 25 cents, okay? Now, in my head, I'm like, no, you can't have any popsicles. We don't need popsicles. Just get out of the pool and let's go. And I'm the saver in my family, and so I'm just having this, this little moment with my, no, you don't need popsicles, we don't need to spend popsicles. And then the spender in the family says, sure, you can have some popsicles, 25 cents to get them out of the pool, let's grow, you know? And they're like, yeah, let's go. And in my head, I'm freaking out. A rational person comes and says, hey, Mike, they're 25 cents. It's okay. The, 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 my, every now and then my heart gets exposed even over 25 cent popsicles. And what this story of fear, I'm not necessarily worried about the 25 cent popsicles, although there is the part of my brain is like, well, if we continue on this route, then it's going to be the ice cream later, then it's going to be the candy, and we'll just shoot college just out the window. I guess there goes your college fund, just get the popsicles, you know, that's fine. But if it's really, I'm stressing about the bills. I got tire, new tires that need to go on the car. I'm stressing about the, the doctor bills or these payments and all these other things. And then you throw on 25-cent popsicles and I'm having a meltdown at the pool. Greed likes to high. Greed tells a, a, a story. And the story of greed never ends. It's why it's so exhausting. Because... Once you got whatever it is that you wanted, it's never enough. And that is exactly what you feared in the first place. Not having enough. Greed tells a story, and it's fueled by fear. And that story never ends. So today, I want to ask one question. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. If you don't remember anything else, remember this question. Why do I have so much? It's the question that Bigger Barn Billy Bob did not ask. Why do I have so much? And culture knows that you wrestle with greed. And so they ask the exact opposite question. 
why don't I have as much? And they are laser focused on what you don't have. They're laser focused on what you need, the next upgrade, the next new shiny object. They know this about you, and we fall prey to it time and time and time again. I don't want to ask, why don't I have so much? I want to ask the question today, the wise question to ask today is, why do I have so much? And I'll be honest, I, I, you're the same way. We don't have as much as we want, right? We, we rarely, if ever, do. I get that. But I want to ask the question, why do I have so much? If you had a time in your life when you were lacking, when you were really in need, I guarantee you, you reached out and you called out to God and said, God, I need your help. I am in lack. I am in want. I am in need. And you, we didn't hesitate to let him know, I expect you to come through, God. And if he did, you were thankful. You were grateful. You might have even gave some of that to somebody else to say, thank you, God. That is all fantastic. Now that we're on the other side, though, and we do have more than we need, I don't want to leave God out of the equation. And so I, I want to ask, why is it that I have so much? Is it because I want to provide for my kids in the future to make sure that they're well taken care of? Is that why I have been given so much? Maybe. That doesn't guarantee that they're going to be successful or happy or have a relationship with God. May, I mean, it could be. Is the reason I have so much so I don't worry so much? <laughs> Which you should know, like the more I have, that's just generally not how it goes. Is the reason I have so much so I can retire early? Is that why you've given it to me, God? Maybe? I don't, I don't know. Is the reason I have so much so I can keep my lifestyle at the same pace of my income? Is that why? We're, we're upping our, our lifestyle. It's getting a little bit quiet here. This is a little bit rough. I know I'm talking about money. I know this is personal. Just wait till I, I talk about porn. It's going to get really uncomfortable <laughs> uh, here. Or if I, hey, it's, it's, I talk about politics because we're in 2020. I'm going to talk about it'll get real intense and uncomfortable. I'm okay with the tension. Jesus was okay with the tension because this is getting at the root in our hearts. And he says, beware. Be on guard of all of this. It is worth your time today to just slow down and ask the question, why have I been given so much? None of these things are bad in and of themselves, but greed can hide itself and camouflage itself as a virtue, as a good thing. Bigger Barn Billy Bob didn't ask this question. So I want to I illustrate this to you. I need... A volunteer, this is going to be fun. It's going to be painless. I promise. I need an adult and I need a volunteer. You're going to come up on stage with me and we're going to act like we're having uh, some coffee together. But I just need one volunteer, some brave. So come on, come on up. Come on up. Bobby, give him a warm round of applause as he comes up. Go ahead. You can come around to the side and, yeah, I don't, yeah, and then just don't trip over any of the wires that are coming over there. Thank you, sir. You're going to go ahead and have a seat right there. Thank you. And we're going to act like we are at, uh, well, we're having coffee together. I don't always get to have 
uh, a sit-down conversation with everyone, but I kind of want to illustrate this as if we were just sitting down having a conversation on what God wants for us. So let's just imagine we're at Starbucks. Would anybody, I don't, I, it'd be helpful if we actually had some coffee. Does anyone maybe have some coffee that we could borrow? You got some, whoa, wow, what are, what are the odds? Hey, hey, thank you so much. Here's some, uh, some co- oh, no, these are mine, sorry. Um, um, now, when I'm at Starbucks, too, I like to have coffee, but I also like um, cake pops. Do you like any of the, the food that they have there? My favorite is cake pops. Would anyone happen to have some cake pops? Hey, oh, my goodness. Wow, we got some, it's amazing. What are the odds? We got some cake pops here? We got one. Actually, we got two of them here. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Cake pops. These are great. All right. Um, these are mine, too. Um, while we're at it, um, if we want something late or something, like, anyone got, like, some Starbucks gift cards? What? No way. Fantastic. This is great. Sometimes, you know, if we get done, we might want some more. How about while we're at it? $100? Anybody? $100? What? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic. Well, thank you. That's so generous. Yes. Uh, GMC Sierra 2020. Anybody? We'll just keep going. No? Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad we could have this uh, coffee time uh, together here and, and, and share. And I got my, my coffee and my cake pops. I got some money here, too, in case we need any more. But now we can actually have our conversation. Where's my microphone? <laughs> well, I'm on an equal playing field. I know. I wish we had something. At some point, at some point, I think it's painfully obvious. We have to ask the question: Why have I been given so much? Some of us have more than we need, and it becomes painfully clear, even with some coffee, some cake pops, and some money that it is not all designed for my personal consumption. And that is what Jesus is pointing out here, this root. Now, my heart goes out to you. I want to give to you. It would be so nice. But someone else might come along that might need it. Or I might see someone that I owe and I want to stay in good terms and relationship with him. So I might, you know, there might be someone else that comes along. Here is why some of us may never feel greedy. And I want you to get this, because greed is not a feeling. My heart goes out to you. Greed is a failure. That's mine. That's mine. You said your heart went out to you. Greed is a failure to act. I can have all the greatest intentions in the world. I can have all the ooey-gooey feelings in the world. But until I give, now I'm starting to break the root of greed. There is an exercise. There is a habit that you can implement in your life to fight the invisible enemy of greed. It's called generosity. You want some of these? (laughs) There's 
two things that I want you to take away from this, and I'll, and I'll, I'll re release you from the stage. You're doing awesome, by the way. I'm taking the passive role. <laughs> One, give and give consistently. Whether you think you have enough or not, and this is not give to the church. Okay, the, Jesus, God doesn't need your money. The church doesn't need your money. We're doing kingdom work here. If you want to give here, great. This is not a, oh, you got to give or we can't turn the lights on or, you know, something like that. This is a lifestyle of generosity that we're talking about here. Give and give consistently, but also give spontaneously. Can we give Bobby... Um, a round of applause as he, you can take this with you. Don't take the coffee because that's bad. Oh, go ahead and take these with you. This, this, and by the way, this is from our Love Los Alamos fund. There's $100 here. No, your job, your assignment, you go love on people this week. And you go bless someone with a grocery or utilities or something like that, but that's for you to take. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Bobby. That's, um, I appreciate him letting me. He's, he's a very funny guy, and he let me mess with him a little bit. But I want you to get the point that Jesus was trying to make very clear here, that this is not all per our personal consumption, that there's, there's something bigger at play here. And if you want to break the habit of greed in our life, it's very easy to just give, to live generously with your life. And it's easier said than done because sometimes it's like, oh, but I don't want to. Oh, can I? Whether you think you have enough, whether or not you feel like giving, do it. Here's, the, here's what I know. For the givers in the room, I'm seeing a lot of people like nodding their head and they get this and they understand this. Emotion follows motion. Emotion follows motion. So you put this into practice, you may not feel it. But when you put it into practice over time, you're going to, you, I, I can't give cheerfully. You give until you do because it starts to just go and snowball and work in that direction. If you don't need a conversation with me, what if it was Jesus sitting here with you? Having this conversation with you, saying, Your money talks. What's it saying? What would, what would Jesus say? Now, he's not going to condemn you. Okay? We, we don't serve guilt, God. I want, you know, some of you are like, oh, I'm like, I'm in big time trouble. He's going to get me. No, we don't serve a guilt God. He would tell you truth, but he'd tell you in the most loving way. He'd tell you in a way that'd be like, ah, that was tough. I didn't want to hear that. But dang, I so needed to hear that. That's someone who you can trust. That's someone who you can build a relationship. What would he say? Because that's the most important thing. And as your pastor, that's what I want for you. Jesus said it like this in, in um, Matthew 6, He said, seek the kingdom of God. Say this with me. Above all else. Guard your heart above all else. Seek God and live righteously. This is what, if I had just had like, if I were to die tonight, only thing I'd want you to know, seek God and do what he says. You'll be successful. Whatever you do, you'll be successful. Seek God. Do what he says. Seek God. Live righteously. Do what it says. And he will give you everything you need. We all want that to say he'll give you everything you want. 
But he'll give you everything you need. Be in rich relationship with God. Be rich in relationship with God. Be rich towards God. But beware if you do. Beware if you start living this out. Beware because one, you're going to see God. You're going to see God start moving and unlocking doors in your life when you start taking next steps forward. Anyone have a dog? Dogs at the house? Dog, 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 dog. When you get home, for the majority of dogs, what are they going to do? They're going to be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're going to be so excited. They're going to jump on you. They're going to lick your hands and just be so excited and passionate to see you when you walk in the door and, and just grateful that you're there. Why? Because that's how dogs act. But when, when we see God, when we start living this thing out, are you excited to be in his presence? Oh, hey, I'm living it out. I'm getting to take next steps. I'm living generously. I'm leading my servant. Oh, I'm singing. We get to sing. We get to meet today. We got some baptisms. This is great. I'm excited. Some of us were like this. Hmm. Like we're a cat. God, you're going to have to do something for me in order for me to come over there. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Where are you, God? You're not going to see God if that's your attitude. He wants the worship. When you start worshiping, not just singing, but your life, and you start living it out and taking next steps, you will see God. You're going you're gonna to see him move. That's why we're celebrating with baptism. When we celebrate with baptism today, this is people taking a next step of faith. This is, I'm going to be breaking some chains. The old me is gone. The new me is here, and I'm declaring it publicly. I'm going to live it out to the best of my ability. This is my new life. He doesn't just take it, oh, well, I'm going to just try to fix you and make you better. No, I'm going to make you brand new. That's what Jesus does. And when you worship him, with your life, love through generosity, you're going to see God move in your life. But beware, it doesn't stop there. Others will see God too through you. This first century church, the very first church, this ragtag group of about 120 individuals, they were pressed between the Roman government, this giant government. They were pressed between the Romans and the temple who were persecuting them and killing them. They had very little to go off of, but Jesus says, this is my church, my ecclesia. This is, nothing's going to stop this thing. Rome's most famous emperor is a footnote in Jesus' story. The temple is destroyed no more. The church is still going. But if you want to see the church going strong, it's the people who live it out in a generous way. That first century church, they followed their Lord and Savior. He gave everything. For God so loved, loved the world that He gave. 
And he didn't just think about giving. Oh, my heart goes out to those people. No, he showed up. And he gave his best, his life. In this first century church, they gave their lives to the people around them. And God showed up in their lives, and other people saw God. When you give your life, for God so loved the world that he gave. Our value, love through generosity. People can't help but see God in your life when you give and give generously. That's the church that I want to be a part of. That's the church that God wants to be a part of. That's the sort of church that changes the world. When you lose your life, when you lose your life for Jesus, you'll find it. And you'll never be more rich in this world than when you're rich towards God in your relationship with Him. Let's pray. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.